This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In episode three, you got to hear my conversation with Chris Heller, who's the CEO of Keller Williams, the largest real estate company in the world. And we went all the way back to early in his career when he was an agent and how he was focusing on habit and discipline that paved the way for him not only to become the number one agent in the entire company, but it paved the road for him to run the largest real estate company in the world. If you missed that episode, make sure you go back and listen to it. Today, we dive deep into my early experiences once I moved here to Austin. We're gonna talk specifically about my very first encounter with Gary Keller, and then we're gonna talk about one of the meetings that I had with Gary and Jay that turned my entire world upside down. If you're even listening to this or if you're watching this, I know a lot about you. I know you're a high achiever because you're investing your time in being here. This likely means that you have some pretty big goals and aspirations for your life. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's experiential. Maybe it's from a legacy, a giving standpoint. There's something in your life that you just you have this big, massive dream. And you are unwavering in your commitment to accomplishing those goals. I'm very much the same way. Here I am. I'm I'm getting on this plane, moving my family from Southern California to Austin with so many ideas of what this journey will look like. But I I say this with my wife. I say she has white picket fence syndrome a lot of the time because she'll imagine the big white house. She'll imagine the white picket fence in the front yard. But then you own the house and you realize that the fence has termites. Nothing is ever exactly the way that it seems. There's always going to be challenges along the way that stand between you and your goal. This was no different. Here I am. I arrive in Austin on November 1st, 2015. And that very next day was a mastermind that Gary was holding for some of the top agents in the country. I remember coming into the room. I'm sitting down next to Jay on these bar stools on the side of the room. And Gary walks in into the room, you know, his, his standard all black outfit, black t-shirt, black or gray jeans, black shoes. The guy is consistent. And he goes on and he starts teaching and he, and he sparks all these really interesting discussions. And I'm just, I'm sitting here just... I've never met him in person. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm not quite sure how that first interaction is going to go. But he says, all right, everybody, let's take a break. And, and I noticed very quickly that he's having one-on-one conversations with a lot of these agents. So I open up my computer and I start doing some work. And I don't know how much time passes, maybe five minutes or so. But all of a sudden, I feel a set of hands on my shoulders. And they start to rub my shoulders. And I turn around and it's Gary. His first words to me were, welcome to Austin. We're so glad you're here and good luck. You're going to need it. (laughs) At that moment, I'm going, okay, uh, good luck. I'm going to need it. And I said, well, why? What do you mean? And he said, your biggest challenge is going to be that you're going to want to make me the product, but I'm not your product. You need to go out and succeed on your own without me. Now let's pause because I really want to dive deep into this. So often when we have these big, massive dreams, we, we look at the fastest way to get there and we just run. 
The thing most people don't do, though, is they don't ask the question, am I truly building something that can scale with or without me? Take Tony Robbins for an example. The man, probably one of the greatest communicators of all time, has done an incredible job in the personal development space. But what's Tony's brand? It's Tony. If Tony were to try to step away from that business, do you think he'd have a challenge? Now, I happen to have some inside information on his organization because of some people that I'm in very close relationship with who were leaders within their organization. The number one metric tracked at the Tony Robbins organization is Tony time on stage. Every single event that they have, they try to measure how much time Tony is on stage and every single event they have, their goal is to shrink the amount of time that he is on stage. They're trying to make it less about him. Now let's flip it. Here's another example. Think of the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki is the author, but he's not the brand. The brand is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he's been able to step back and the business can thrive with or without him. Look at Keller Williams. When you think of Keller Williams, you may think of Gary Keller. Gary is most definitely the interesting character of the business. But if you were behind the scenes here the way that I am, when you look at all the meetings, they're led by Chris Heller and John Davis, our CEO and president of KW. The only time Gary really gets on stage is one time at what we call family reunion, where he comes out and does the vision speech. And outside of that, he's interacting with a small group of agents, the top agents, maybe the top 20, 30 in the country. And the rest of it is led by the leadership. Gary has built a company that has been able to scale with or without him. So I, I want to pause and I want to interact with you. I want you to think about the type of business that you're building. Are you building it around you? It's easy to build around a very specific personality. It's easy to take those reins because you just, you just want to grow. You just want to get to that next level so you can have everything you could possibly ever want in your life. But are you building something that is going to rely on you? Will a day come where you're able to step away and the business can thrive without you? That's what Gary meant when he said, it'll be easy for you to want to make me your product. To put Gary on camera, to create a course around Gary where it's literally Gary talking to you, I could, I could sell the lights out of that. But that's not what we're building here. Gary is not looking for another job. He brought me on because he wanted me to scale a company that was independent of him. I can leverage his intellectual property. I can leverage the one thing, but I cannot make Gary the product. I cannot make Jay the product. So he's looking at me and saying, it's your turn to be the interesting character. It's your job to be the face of the one thing to leverage the content that we've already provided for you, to leverage the mentorship that we'll provide for you on an ongoing basis, but this is your company to run. And even then, notice this is not the Jeff Woods show. This is the one thing powered by productive.com. We're building a bigger brand in productive and the one thing. It's not about me. I may be the interesting character, but it's not, I am not the brand. That was the first major lesson that I ever got. Quite often, your perception of what is possible, the way that you look at accomplishing a goal is directly a result 
of how you were raised, the, the lessons and beliefs that your parents instilled in you, who you've surrounded yourself with your entire life, your teachers, your coaches, your, your bosses, your mentors. They've all shaped and molded your mind of what is possible. Up until this point, he, he was right. I, I'm coming in going, I got Gary Keller in my back pocket. This is going to be a slam dunk. Rude awakening. Very first interaction. Good luck. You're going to need it because you're going to want to make me the product and I will not be the product. My question for you right now is the path that you are going down. Are you building something that is really just going to latch onto you and tie you to the business forever? Or are you building a true brand that can scale and live and breathe and thrive with or without you? I would suggest that you consider doing the latter of the two. Now, we fast forward. I have several interactions with Gary, whether that be in uh, our, our, we call them our state of the company meeting, where it's Gary, Jay, and me sitting down, or whether I'm a fly on the wall for one of his masterminds. But he said something that was really powerful for me that I feel I have to share with you. Like I mentioned, you and I, we're the same. We have these big, massive dreams for our life. But how do you truly accomplish those big, big dreams? You know, the ones that maybe sometimes you feel a little afraid to share with other people because they're so big. You wonder if people will judge you. This is where Gary said, if you really want to live a big life, you have to build a big business that funds that big life. This makes me think of some conversations I've had with some friends about does money really buy you happiness? And while no, it doesn't directly buy you happiness, it can be a vehicle to help you do the things that you want to do to buy that happiness. I hear this and I've always known that money doesn't directly buy happiness, but this is the first time where I'm hearing, all right, I've got some really big goals for my life and I know I want to achieve them. How can I create and build a business that will serve as a vehicle to make the type of impact that I want to be making? In episode one, you heard me say that my dream has always been to wake up owning a big business that made a massive impact in the world and delivered real security for my family. What does that need to look like? This is where defining moment number two came into play because we had this meeting. We had a state of the company meeting and it turned my entire world upside down. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I wanted to let you know that if you wanna make sure you don't miss any future episodes, the one thing that you can do to make sure all episodes are automatically delivered to your device is to subscribe to the show. It'll help you there, but it also helps us reach more people organically, which we're on a mission to add as much value as possible. So if you subscribe, it directly helps us. And as our way of saying thank you, we are willing to give away a free digital copy of our best-selling book, The One Thing. All you have to do is click that subscribe button, take a screenshot and email it to contest at the one thing. Thing.com. That's with the number one contest at the one thing.com. And we'll send you an email with a link to get your free digital copy. So hopefully you're enjoying this episode and let's get back into the story. Inside of Keller Williams, we have a way that we do goals. It's called a one, three, five or a GPS. It's you have one big goal 
Then you have three priorities that support you accomplishing that goal, and they're ranked in order of priority. So this is priority number one. It's most important. Then there's priority number two. Then there's priority number three. And then under each priority, you have five specific strategies that if you did them would help you accomplish that priority as a whole. So one goal, three priorities, and five strategies for each priority. That's a business plan. It should fit on one piece of paper. I create my business plan. I create my GPS or my 135. And I remember bringing it into this meeting with Gary and Jay. I just had a pivot in terms of where I really saw our business going. So I redid my business plan and I was presenting it. And what happened next absolutely shocked me. So I lay my business plan down, one copy in front of Gary, one in front of Jay, and one in front of me. And I start walking him through it. This is priority number one. And Gary asks a bunch of questions about it. I answer the questions. I say, we good? He goes, yep. And I start getting into priority number two. As I'm walking him through priority number two, he stops and and goes back to number one and asks some more questions about number one. I answer him. I don't think anything about it. I say, we good? He goes, yeah. And I get back into number two. I finish number two and start talking about number three. And Gary stops me again and starts asking questions about number one. And at this point, I'm going, what is going on here? But I answer the questions. I go, we good? He goes, yeah. I get back into number three. And I'm probably talking about number three for no more than 10 seconds until Gary stops me again. And at this point, I'm ready to throw my arms up in the air. I'm like, okay, what is it? And he says, quick question. Do you need to accomplish number three to accomplish number two? I said, no. He said, do you need to accomplish number two to accomplish number one? I said, no. Then he said, then do me a favor. Draw a big line between number one or number two. Or even better, just rip the paper in half. Don't even think about priority number two or number three until you have mastered priority number one. Here's why I share this with you. If you were to think about that really big goal that you know you deserve to accomplish. You could think of all the things that you could do to accomplish it. But do you have clarity? So much clarity down to the point where you could say, if I can only do one thing to accomplish this goal, what is the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And do you specifically focus on accomplishing that one thing and say no to everything else because you haven't earned the right to focus anywhere else yet? This is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results, folks. Leading up to this meeting, I felt a little bit like a chicken with my head cut off. I'd show up to work, I'd have a bunch of meetings, I'd be in my email, I'd be returning phone calls, I would, I would chip away at things that I thought were important. This was the first time that it became so crystal clear to me. I know what my one thing is. At the time, it was um, this, this training that we were doing around a course that we have called Time Blocking Mastery and making sure that I make that training so valuable to the point that every single person who attends it, gets tremendous value. And for those people who want to take the next step and actually do business with us by joining our immersion process, that they have the opportunity to do so and that it's a profitable venture. From that meeting on, 
I invested over 200 hours of my time on just that one thing, rewriting that training, constantly delivering it, making tweaks, seeking feedback from people on how I could add even more value. 200 hours, people, on a training. I had all these other things that I felt like I needed to be doing. The truth is I had not earned the right to focus anywhere else because I had not won a gold medal yet at that one thing. This reminds me of of another experience I had with uh, someone I've formed a relationship with named Jeff Hoffman. He was one of the billionaire founders of Priceline.com. You're actually going to meet him in episode five, so stay tuned for that. I remember him saying how important it is to go out and win a gold medal at something in one area of your life. He talks about an Olympic gymnast, how an Olympic gymnast doesn't come home and shoot some hoops, get on social media, message with their friends, you know, play a few other games, go do some soccer, eat some dinner, read some books, and then do some gymnastics and then go to sleep. That gymnast wakes up and eats, sleeps, and breathes gymnastics. And they do not waver in their focus until they are wherever they are in the world, winning that gold medal for their event. For you and your life, if you really want to accomplish the big dreams that you have for yourself, do you think it'll happen if your focus is scattered? Or do you think that it'll happen if you could narrow it all the way down to one? The one thing that you can do, that if you just did that one thing, would establish a momentum and make everything else that you need to accomplish easier or unnecessary? And do you have a system for actually looking at your calendar and saying yes to that one thing and saying no to everything else until you've earned the right to do so? The moment I started living my life this way, everything else became easier or unnecessary. It turned my entire world upside down. And so considering my biggest goal in talking to you right now is to add value to you, I'm going to call you to action. I get the sense that this has piqued some curiosity in your mind. It's probably made a light bulb go off in in one way, shape, or form just from consuming this content, which right there alone, that's value. But the true value lies in your control. See, consuming content is great, but ultimately goes in one ear and out the other. When you back your knowledge with action, that's when you get the results. So I'm calling you to action right here. Take a look at all the things that you do throughout the day. How much of that directly supports you accomplishing your one thing? And if you don't think you're investing enough time there, if you're not saying yes to yourself first, to accomplishing your most important work first, then what are you doing? And how can you make a change? What's one little step you can take to start doing your most important work first? Think about what that thing is. And I would encourage you to go to our Facebook page. It's just facebook.com slash the one thing book. That's all spelled out. And post it there. Where are you struggling? Where do you need help? We're, we're, I'm on a mission to build a family around this movement, this movement of productivity, living this productive life. I want to engage with you there. So post it there. And while you're at it, we are on a mission 
to becoming the number one podcast in all of iTunes, and that requires your help, which is why we're doing this contest. When you subscribe to the show, not only will every future episode automatically be delivered to your device so you don't miss out, it'll also help us climb the rankings so we can impact more people. So click that subscribe button right now on your device. Once you do, take a screenshot of it and email it to contest at the one thing.com. That's with the number one. And we'll send you a free digital copy of our best-selling book, The One Thing, as our way of saying thank you. For those of you who already have subscribed, because I know there are a lot of you, thank you so much. It, it, it really, when I walked into Jay's office and told him about this, showed him the numbers on the downloads, we were blown away. So thank you. Our next step together, should you choose, is for you to leave us an honest review in iTunes. You know, at the time of recording this, there are 33 reviews, which I've read every one of them because we want your feedback. We want to know how we can improve because this is not about me. This is not about Gary. This is not about Jay. This is about adding value to you. I've seen what's happened when you live the one thing. I've seen how much I've accelerated over the last year and it blows my mind. And I know what it can do for you. So please engage with us and take action on this. Because if you do, we'll be looking up together at the end of this season. And uh, you'll really surprise yourself in terms of the things that you've been able to accomplish. So with that, I really appreciate you and stay tuned for episode five because you are going to meet Jeff Hoffman, one of the billionaire founders of Priceline.com. And I promise you this conversation is going to expand your mind. So get excited and I'll see you in the next episode. 